7 o'clock. Thanks for joining us. Jim the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. The most trusted name in automobiles. We talked about the, the passing of Franco Harris. Broncos Broncos country has their, their own grieving to do today with the, the, the tragic death of Ronnie Hillman. Uh, we were just talking yesterday that uh, Ronnie Hillman, through his former teammates Derek Wolf and Orlando Franklin, who both work for the fan now in Denver, uh, they had put out on social media that uh, Ronnie was was in hospice. He'd been uh, battling liver cancer, had pneumonia, and um, sadly, Ronnie Hillman passing away yesterday at the all too young age of, of 31. Mm-hmm. What a great one-two punch he was with C.J. Anderson when the Broncos won the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50. But, you know, Ronnie Hillman was, was not Franco Harris. You know, it's in, in terms of what Franco Harris meant to Pittsburgh Steelers fans, Ronnie was not a Hall of Famer but Ronnie will always have a special place in the heart of Broncos country leading the team in rushing that Super Bowl 50 season come up with explosive plays in the run game for the Broncos at, at big moments and um, will certainly always have a, a special place in the heart of of those in Broncos country for that very you know unforgettable season uh, the Super Bowl 50 season beating Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers to to win the Super Bowl. And so um our you know certainly our thoughts go out today to Ronnie Hillman's family and to, to his former teammates uh with with his passing. So some some reaction to that today. Uh Tad Boyle will flip things over to a, a positive note today on this yeah. um this will be what Christmas Eve 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 yeah, I believe it. Chris, triple Christmas Eve. I think Christmas so. Triple Eve. Yeah. So, um, Tad Boyle, congratulations to Tad last night. Becomes the winningest coach in Colorado men's basketball history, surpassing Sox Walseth for uh, the all-time wins. Two hundred and sixty-two last night. He picks up that number uh, with the win against Southern Utah. So, congratulations to Tad Boyle. Got some sound from. Tad Boyle coming up in in just a little bit. So, um, yeah, the Avalanche coming up with a big win last night. Mm -hmm. Knocking off the uh, Montreal Canadiens. The Moose getting it done again. He was indeed loose. He was loose again last night. And so, what's your thoughts on uh, Avs getting the win last night? Anything you want to share today? And I've got got something else for you, too. Uh Uh-oh. It's a little... uh, Oh. It is Christmas coming up on Sunday. I've heard that. And for this Christmas, maybe you don't want a new set of golf clubs. Or maybe you do. Mm-hmm. Or a new pickup truck. Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick. Still got the, still got plenty for you to choose from. You want to do some late shopping for somebody or yourself. But the one sports Christmas gift you could give yourself, and I'm, I'm going to limit what you can ask for, okay? Okay. 
Okay, so this is what what you have to choose from. Broncos having a winning record in 2023. Avs get back to the conference finals. Nuggets get to NBA finals. Or Rockies in the playoff hunt in September. Give you some time to think. Run through those again. Broncos have a winning record in 2023. Not, not talking about playoffs. Mm-hmm. Just a winning record. You would like to think winning record probably gets in the playoffs. Avs get back to the conference finals. Just say they, they get there. And then okay. whatever where it happens, happens. Hopefully a repeat. Mm-hmm. Nuggets get to the NBA finals. Or the Rockies are in the playoff hunt in September. Which of those things would you want? So give it some thought. Ruminate on a little bit. Now I thought about putting something in with buffs and but I want to I want to pare it down a little yeah. bit. The more options then the more yeah. ridiculous. Exactly. But those getting. those are your choices. You do not get to substitute. There are no substitutions here. Broncos have winning a winning record in 2023. Mm-hmm. Avs get back to the conference finals. Nuggets get to the NBA finals. Or the Rockies are in the playoff hunt in September. I have mine. Okay, well, if you got it, go ahead. I'm going to go with the Rockies in the playoff hunt. Okay. Because I, you know my love of baseball. Absolutely. And you are a Rockies fan. I am fan. a Rockies fan. Guardians fan, but also Rockies fan. I... I got mine with the Avs last year, right? Right. So you feel so pretty this, good about this that. This season's yeah. kind of gravy. Nuggets. I don't know. It'd be nice. But if I was going to wish for and Broncos, I, know, you know, you don't, I don't I, care. You don't care. So it's really between the Nuggets and the Rockies. And it's just my love of baseball. Because there's really nothing better than late game situations in either the playoff hunt or the playoffs themselves. Late and close, seventh inning, one run, tied. That's my jam. That's where Yeah. That's where I love to watch sports. So I'm gonna go with the Rockies. This is a tough one for me because I would love for to ask for all these things. Right. <laughs> but I, I only get one. I'm thinking Nuggets get to NBA Finals because you know the Broncos and, and you like to point this out. We with Broncos country like to whine about mm-hmm. oh, it's been forever and it's been a it's been, it's been so a, long and you guys do deserve a winner. It's been it's been a while. Okay, I'm not gonna say it hasn't been a while. Oh, the Denver Broncos. But it's not like the Broncos have not won anything ever. They've won three Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. And, and six others. Then six others. Five others, I think, right? Yeah, I believe five. Three, four, five. Yeah. yeah. So the Broncos are not lacking in, in championships or opportunity to win championship. Right. Avs going back to conference finals, be cool if they could repeat. Cool if they can, you know, get there and then whatever happens, happens. But like you just said, I mean, they, they were just there. They won it. They won it all. Mm-hmm. It's not as pressing of a need for me great love love to have it right it'd be fantastic but, but also don't really need it 
Don't well, need it. Rockies in the playoff hunt. It'd be nice. I, I would like that too. It'd be nice to see this team put something together and be able to to be in that conversation, particularly in a really really challenging National League West. They have been in the playoffs more recently than the Broncos, so maybe Rockies <laughs> fans aren't deserving of the winner. Maybe I don't. I don't know. So that takes me back to the Nuggets getting to the NBA Finals. I mean, this team has been built to get to that spot, right? Mm-hmm. They've been built, and they have you know they have the back to back MVP and Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray's back. Maybe Blue Arrow's not been uh, the shots have not been hitting the bullseye as yeah. much as they they have in the past, but I think that, that will get better, and I think Murray's being patient, and, and he still is coming up with, with big plays at times. I just think the Nuggets into the NBA Finals, something that's never happened for this franchise, mm-hmm. is maybe the thing of those four I'd want the most. Because the others have, I mean, Rocky's been to the World Series, Avs have, you know, won three just, cups. Yeah, the won three cups, just won one last season. Broncos have won three Super Bowls. The Nuggets are the one. I mean, even the the Rapids have won an MLS Cup. Mm-hmm. The the Nuggets are the one that ha- they haven't got there yet. They were an ABA finalist. ABA finalist, yes, but not it's never. Not how a- you count that? Yeah, I, if you count it the same way people do AFL and other I, I NFL guess. league, other other football leagues championships, then it doesn't count at all. It, it it how do I say it does, but it doesn't. I mean, it's it was it was before the merger and. You know, that was you know David Thompson. That was a you know, outstanding group of players. It was Larry Brown was a coach back then. I mean, but but they haven't got to an NBA final, right? The, the easiest way to to judge it is like if David Thompson's points count, the trip to the finals counts. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, but I'm but I'm also looking at. The, I mean, the Rockies were there in 07. Broncos there 2015. No, no I, I'm I mean, with you. But... I mean, it's been. I mean, we're talking about 76, 77. Yeah. That's but, what Broncos fans sound like. How long it's been? <laughs> but so, my my thought is this: is that okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm not dismissing the ABA. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it was like it, that didn't count. It just doesn't hold the same. I know we don't we don't it hold. Doesn't the, really count. No, no, no. I'm I'm not I'm, I'm not, not jabbing you with that. It's I, I I get where you're coming from. I'm not saying it doesn't count. It doesn't really count. You know what I mean? It's one of those things to where it counts. Well, in the in the legacy of the franchise, it counts. But for what we're talking about, it doesn't really. Count. It's it's not as yeah. It's 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 almost like they well because they've never been to the NBA Finals, right? ABA so Finals. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and and I you know we, but also do we go back and go yeah, those you know, Charger teams, Chief teams, Bills teams, whatever the the one you know mm-hmm. an AFL championship or playing AFL championship game. How many how much do you spend time? Hearing fans talk about that, well, it's, if they've won. It's part. Sense, they it's don't. part of the legacy, but it's not as impactful. Not as doesn't hold the same gravitas that getting to the Super Bowl does, or in this mm-hmm. case, getting to the NBA Finals does. Doesn't mean it's not important or doesn't matter. It's just those are also leagues that don't exist anymore either. So I, I tend to lean toward Nuggets getting to the NBA Finals. If I had to rank these, it'd probably be Nuggets Finals, Broncos winning record, Rockies playoff hunt, Avs conference finals. Just because the Avs have got theirs, and could very well could very well do it again once they 
are a much healthier hockey team. Right now, boy, Miko Rantanen's back is hurting. Mm-hmm. He's carrying them right now. So, what would you want for Christmas? The Broncos to have a winning record in 2023. Avs get back to the conference finals. Nuggets get to NBA finals. Or Rockies in the playoff hunt in September. Those are your choices. Okay, you can you can throw out other ones, and that's that's all well and good. But for the purpose of this, we're sticking to those one, those four right there. So uh, give us your thoughts on that today. Text or call us. You know, and if we were talking the other day about our favorite sports Christmas gifts. If you want to throw that out today as well, we will be off tomorrow, off on Monday. So today is essentially our Friday, and uh, we'll have our uh, fearless football picks coming up at nine twenty this morning. I'm hoping Pat Butcher from the Vault will be in here, but uh, Pat Uh-oh. is now a Maybe. grandfather. Oh, really? And so. I'm an old man. And so we we share that in common. Senior citizens, although slow and dangerous behind the wheel, can still serve a purpose. But but I'm now a great grandfather, so it's I, I get to one up him a little bit. Senior <laughs> citizens, although shut up. So we're hoping Pat will be in this morning. I believe Petey, his eminence, is going to join us this morning in studio. I believe that was what we discussed the last time. So we have a lot to get uh, it's to. Getting more, more and more tenuous that our cast of characters is going to fully assemble. I know. We'll we'll see. <laughs> Avengers assemble. Yeah. So we'll have that coming up at nine twenty this morning. Mark Johnson's going to join us in a little bit. Got to call some Buffs basketball history last night with Tad Boyle becoming the winningest coach in CU history. Coach Prime's first recruiting class, and the biggest get was a guy that he already got about a year ago, with Travis Hunter hitting the transfer portal and coming to Boulder. Not there was a lot of a lot of debate about that, but but Hunter kind of left a little bit like eh, I'm kind of weighing my options yeah. there a little bit, and and uh, but it definitely was a little hoisting of banners on Buff social media. Number one recruit from last year. Number one guy in the transfer portal, though, yeah, this year. That's true. So, but it, it, there was a little hoisting of banners with yeah. the Travis Hunter news. I think it's great. He's going to be an immense help to a team that was not very good. On Shadur Sanders, also making it official, going to the, mm-hmm. which, which, come on. Is he going to tell Prime, hey, Dad, um, since I'm not your favorite child, I think I'm going to go play someplace else? I don't think that was going to happen. And Colorado State, a kind of a little bit under the radar, really, really good recruiting class for Jay Norvell. A lot of experts feel like it's the best class in the Mountain West this year. So, and he had a lot of holes to fill. A lot of guys hitting the transfer portal. Uh, not a particularly talented football team across the board last year, uh, particularly on the on the offensive side. And so uh, a good day yesterday for, for CSU as well, not just uh, Coach Prime and the Colorado Buffalo. So we'll get into that coming up, talk a little bit, a bit about that with Mark Johnson on the Buff side. CSU voice Brian Roth will uh, also join us today at uh, 9 o'clock this morning. We'll have our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Athlete of the Week in the 8 o'clock hour and our Broncos report with Mike Rice. So that is all coming up this morning on the Jim Davis Show. So once again, your question to answer today you get one of these for Christmas. Broncos have a winning record in 2023. Avs get back to the conference finals. Nuggets get to the NBA finals. Or Rockies are in the playoff hunt in September. 
and also your favorite sports Christmas gift maybe you've received over the years. Text or call us, 970-242-1340. I do want to give a, um, a quick acknowledgement, a quick thank you to Guru Gary, who brought us a really nice uh, box of chocolates and, nice. um, and also a really nice card yesterday. You know, because of people like Guru and, and so many others uh, that are that are super P ones that listen to the program. I mean, that's why we do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you know, I, Guru cannot thank you enough for that. Over the years, he's been uh, really gracious with us, dropping something off during the holiday season. So, Guru, best uh, holidays to you and Trudy as well uh, this uh, this Christmas season. All right, let's get to what's happening. All right, we'll start things out with the sad news this morning for Broncos country. Former running back Ronnie Hillman has died at the age of 31 after a brief battle with cancer. Hillman's family announced on his social media that he had been placed in hospice care for liver cancer and pneumonia earlier this week before his passing Wednesday. Hillman was drafted by Denver in 2012 out of San Diego State and was part of the Broncos' Super Bowl 50 run. He led the team in rushing that season. Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson continues his work as Denver gets ready to play in L.A. against the Rams on Christmas Day. Wilson missed his second game of the season as he set out with a concussion of the Broncos, one of Arizona. Wilson says he's excited to be back on the field. I think that we're really catching a groove. You know, I think obviously the Chiefs game, we were able to uh, have an amazing comeback and almost be able to win the game there. Um, we believe that we could have won it. But I think that, um, you know, just the ability to make plays, I think it's so, so important to use my legs, to use my arm, to get outside the pocket. I think we did a great job of that in the Chiefs game. Broncos to the Rams Sunday on the team with pregame at noon, kickoff at 2.30. In other news, Denver cornerback Patrick Sertan has been named a Pro Bowl starter. It's the second-year player's first Pro Bowl selection. The Moose's loose of ball arena as the Avalanche grabbed a 2-1 overtime victory over the Canadians last night. Montreal scored early in the first period and held that late until Arturi Lekkinen scored late in the third off a power play. That set up the overtime period where Miko Rantanen scored the game winner. Colorado is now 18-11-2 and, and went 4-1 and during the five-game homestand. Avs head to Nashville tomorrow to face the Predators. You can hear it on the Team Sports Network with pregame starting at 5.30. Tonight on the team, we'll have the uh, Armed Forces Bowl. It's Baylor taking on Air Force. That starts at 5.30 tonight on the Team Sports Network. Tad Boyles, now the winningest coach in Colorado men's basketball history. Boyles Buffaloes defeated Southern Utah 86-78 in Boulder last night, giving Boyle his 262nd win. He surpasses former coach Sox Walseth for the all-time record. Here's Tad Boyle. After last night's win, talking to the crowd at the CU Event Center. The diehards are here tonight. I can't tell you how much I appreciate uh, our fan base. Twelve and a half years ago when we got here, um, uh, we've, we've built something special. And this, this, this accomplishment does not happen alone. My family is here. My mom comes to every game. Thank you, Mom. My wife and three kids. Um, but look, th- this happens with players. There's no, let's make no mistake, players get this done. So I want to thank the current players that we have, obviously, for getting this done tonight, even though it wasn't pretty. And the, all the former players, you just saw a few of them up there on the video board, but we've got, we've got so many former players that, that uh, deserve this honor. All right, there's Tad Boyle. K.J. Simpson scored 21 points, so Tristan De Silva adding 20 points. The Buffs are 8-5. They've won four straight. Colorado State's men lost to USC 73-64. They played last night in Phoenix. The Rams' uh, Patrick Cartier led the way with 22 points. The CSU slips 
to eight and five. New Colorado football coach Deion Sanders and first year Colorado State coach Jay Norvell had big days on Wednesday's first day of the early signing period. Sanders' biggest catch was the one he made a season ago in bringing cornerback and wide receiver Travis Hunter from Jackson State to the Buffaloes. Hunter was the top high school prospect a season ago and was rated as the top player in the transfer portal. Hunter's the highest rated player in CU history. Sanders' son Shadur made it official by transferring from Jackson State to CU. He's expected to be the Buff starting quarterback. Coach Prime signed two four-star players in Kansas Prep Player of the Year and running back Dylan Edwards and Georgia High School wide receiver Adam Hopkins. CSU, they signed 34 players on Wednesday. Three in-state players signed with the Rams and George Washington wide receiver Silas Evans, Valor Christian offensive tackle Tanner Morley, and Cherry Creek defensive lineman Javion Smith-Combs. Several recruiting classes have rated CSU's or recruiting outlets, I should say, have rated CSU's recruiting class the best in the Mountain West Conference. And the Grand Junction wrestling team defeated Palisade 40-39 to in a tight duel last night. The Tigers won on a tiebreaker based on the Bulldogs forfeiting more matches than Grand Junction. The Tigers got pins from 113-pound Mason Bernal, 138-pound Connor Kinser, 165-pound Dominique Jones, and 285-pound Jack Banks. And that's... What's happening? All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Mark Johnson, voice of the Buffaloes, joins us next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Folks, folks, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays from Colorado's sports leader, the team. It's time to talk buffs with CU voice Mark Johnson on the Jim Davis Show on the team. And with us right now, the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, the voice of the Cotterbottle Buffaloes, Mark Johnson. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, Mark. How are you? Well, Merry Christmas. Uh, it's chilly on this side. How chilly is it on your side? It's not too bad. Not too bad over here. We got it, minus thirteen at my place right now, so uh, uh, we're we're not like that. No, we're not. We're not that cold. Warm the cockles of your heart right there in this holiday season. <laughs> no kidding. Throw another log on the fire this morning, Mark. Throw, throw two or three more on. It's going to get really cold over there. Uh, where would you rate in, in your time at Colorado? Getting the call that last night, and you know, it wasn't you know obviously a thing of beauty in terms of the game itself and in the bus beating Southern Utah, but hey, you'll you'll take the win. But in terms of what the significance of calling that last night and Tad Boyle setting the record for wins? Well, do you know what it does for me? Um, and I think you and I have known each other long enough to kind of know what I appreciate. I love the significance of I called a record-setting win for a guy that does it the way it's supposed to be done. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, in this world of college athletics where we see with so much that is wrong, there's so much being abused. There's so much being that's been being perverted. The fact that Tad Boyle has come in, taken over a program, that when he took this thing over in 2010, there were people, Bobby Knight had called it, when, when Jeff Bazilic, I've told the story on the air, but when Jeff Bazilic took the job, Bobby Knight called Jeff Bazilic and said, what are you doing? That is a coach career killer right there. Why would you take that job? And in 2010, when Tad Boyle took that job, and Mike Bone made the hire, and people thought Mike was crazy for hiring a coach at the University of Northern Colorado who had a losing record. And he took this program over, and he's become the greatest coach in terms of winning 20-win seasons, number of wins. He's still number two to Frosty Cox uh, in win percentage, but it's just by a couple of you know tenths of a percentage point or something. The fact that he has built this thing into an attractive position and made it a team and a program that every single year competes at a very high level and he's done it without ever a hint of any impropriety is what I like about the significance of last night. What do you think makes him so special? I mean, you you know him in, in a way that, that most of us don't. 
Uh, you interact with him you know, quite often, obviously, during the season. What makes Tad Boyle so special as a basketball coach? Well, there's a couple of things. He is exactly what he appears to be, by the way. There's nothing fake, nothing false about the way Tad approaches anything. He wears his heart on his sleeve. I give him a hard time all the time because if I get him talking about you know former players or guys, he'll immediately tear up and start getting emotional, right? So he is exactly what you think he is. The way he approaches everything, the way he represents himself, is exactly what he is. And that authenticity, I think, really speaks to every player that I've ever talked to. Uh, you know, just last night, we wrapped up the broadcast. We had uh, one of the players on, and then I did television stuff afterward. And I've asked a similar question the last couple of ball games when he tied the record, when he has set the record. I said to the, the players we've had on, last night it was K.J. Simpson. I said, you, you speak from a player's perspective. Tell people what it is about the attraction and the appreciation for playing for Tad Boyle, and every guy says the same thing. I know exactly where I stand. There's never a question about that. What I was promised is delivered. What I was told to expect is always delivered. And so the authenticity of Tad, I think, makes him very special. And then there's, you know, the things that you have to have. You've got great basketball knowledge. You've got a great drive. You know, it kind of belies sometimes his demeanor, how competitive he is. He is a competitive son of a gun. I mean, really, really, really competitive. And uh, so I think you, know, you have to have that to be successful. But I think that authenticity is probably number one with him. Voice of Buffalo is Mark Johnson with us today on the Team Sports Network. And, and he is the outlier anymore, isn't he? Uh, yes. I mean, and, and the guy, a guy that is committed to an institution, a state of that institution, has been insanely successful where lots of opportunities have been there for him to go to other places, yes. to get more notoriety, to get more national recognition. But he has built it at Colorado and he, he it's, it seems like Tad, to me at least, Mark, is is committed to as much as any college coach can be, committed to staying there and and keep building. He, he's not satisfied with where Colorado is, despite you know, the success they've had. He has had many opportunities, and he and I have talked about them over the years. And I know I don't know all of them, but I know a good number uh, of the phone calls that were made to him in terms of trying to draw him away. And he's always been committed here. Mike, Mike Rohn, the associate head coach, who's been with him since day one, they were together at, at, uh, under Mark Turgeon at, at Wichita State years ago. And Mike and I were talking the other day and, and about you know him setting the record and, and what he's done here. And Mike said, Mark, when we were at Wichita, he used to talk about Colorado being his dream job. Now, now think about where the program was right. at that point in time. And you're thinking, uh, boy, Ted, I think you could shoot a little bit higher than that. This program hadn't been real good for a real long time. But, but he had his eye on it. And, and so when he came here, he was sincere about that. Coaches always say that, right? Oh, this is the job I want. Yeah, great. And then, you know, two seasons later, or in one case, not too terribly long ago, we thought one year later the guy was leaving town. And so there is a genuineness to that. And he has been committed to it. He's believed he could do it. He has done it. I think he's got it in the best position it's ever been. He said last Sunday, he wrapped up his comments on the court. He said the best is still ahead of us. Would you look the way he's recruited the last couple of years? The class he's got coming in, including Cody Williams, who may be the best player in America uh, out of high school. I mean, I've, I've talked to a few folks that have covered his AAU stuff and what he's doing in high school. They said that cat is playing at really as high level of basketball. He might be one and done by the time he gets here. I mean, he's that good. So what Tad's doing and where he's got this thing, it's better than it's ever been. And, and uh, I'm just excited I get to sit along and, and be along for the ride and get the chronicle what's going on. So, yeah, the, the fact that he identified Colorado as his dream job, he got it, 
and he has been true to that ever since, despite the fact that he's his suitors coming in and, and trying to take him away. I think speaks volumes about him. And, and, and can I, let me tell one more story about sure, him. Sure, go ahead. The, the integrity. Here, here's one. Do you remember the kid, and I'm, I'm not going to come up with his name, when South Dakota State had that kid a couple of months, was it Mike Dam? I, um, was an outstanding player for yeah, them. Yes, okay, I remember. Yeah, big, yeah. big post player for them. Yeah, I think it was uh, Mike Dam, D-A-H-M, I think. When he came in here, uh, and, and put on a heck of a performance against Colorado. And the transfer portal was becoming a thing at that point in time. Uh, there were coaches, and still are coaches to this day around the country, they're, they're making phone calls, trying to steal guys all the time. So the game is over. And, and by the way, there, there, are, there are, in a handshake lines right now, there are comments being made from coaches to players and players to coaches after game. Basically, when a game's over, they walk by and go, hey, uh, end of the season, give me a call, kind of thing. Those things are happening. So, they finish that game. Colorado wins. Dam has a, a heck of a game against the Buffaloes. He had like 28 or 29 points, like 15 rebounds or something. And they're passing each other. And there have been a lot of rumors about everyone in the country coming and trying to draw Mike Dam to their program. Tad Boyle stops Mike Dam in the, in, the, in the handshake line and says, hey, congratulations. You're a phenomenal player. Let me give you a piece of advice. If you decide to go to the NBA, fantastic, good for you. If you decide you're going to play one year of college basketball, do me a favor. Don't transfer. Stay with this program. The fans of your program deserve to see you finish your career. I want you to think about that for a second. Wow. Dad could have put a bug in his ear. right? The kid was a regional guy. Remember, he was from Nebraska. was a regional guy. Probably could have drawn him to Colorado and instead said, no, no, no. You stay where you're at. Those fans deserve it. You deserve to finish your career there. And, and I think that, that's a great story that kind of speaks to Tad Boyle's integrity. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. I mean, yeah, it, that's, that, that, that's class. It's like, it's like Kale McCarr. You say no, no, don't call the penalty. It's say you know, that's right. it's integrity that I, I you just have to respect, and I love the fact that the Tad thanked his mom last night. Goes to every you know home game and 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 thank the people. He mentioned Mike Rona's longtime assistant, but the the people that had been with him in in the, in the you know the office uh, end of things, you know, had been with him since day one. He acknowledged those folks. I, I just thought, just what a classy guy, and and you know, it, it does show that good guys. You know, can finish first. Good guys can be successful at what they do, and I think Tad is a, a classic example of that. You see the, I don't know if you had a chance to watch his post game press conference last night. Did you see that? I, I just saw the the, the clip of, of him te- speaking to the crowd afterwards. Okay. Well, well, here I'll give you another one. So you know how at times Philip Lindsay did it a few years ago when he got a great uh, running or rushing game. He brought the entire offensive line in. They sat at the table with him. Well, well last night Tad's post game press conference. He's got Marge Marcy, his assistant, uh, who, who sits at the front desk and he walks into basketball. He's got Mike Roan. He's got, I'm trying to remember who else was all there. I think Bill Carton, who's uh, the guy, the video guy that handles all that, works with all the travel. Um, he had, I think, Steve Englehart, the, the strength coach. So just like you've seen running backs do that or quarterbacks, Tad brought all that staff in and they sat at the head table while he was doing his press conference last night. Very cool. Yep. It's classy. And uh, Buff's playing really well right now. They've won four straight. Tristan De Silva has been absolutely fantastic uh, during this recent stretch. Phenomenal, phenomenal, and and there's an aggressiveness about him. You know, and this is the thing: Tristan has always been one of those players um, that that kind of puzzled fans, I think, because he'd have a nice game, but he is so smooth and graceful. And kind of, you know, there are athletes. I was never a graceful athlete. You know, I kind of looked like I was a stumbling drunk when I was playing basketball. He's one of those graceful athletes that just looks good and everything looks real easy when he does it. And that, that kind of belied always, I, I think, how good he was because people would see him do something and say, I'm not sure he's really trying real hard. He's working real hard. He's got a great deal of intensity. T- 
Tanner's really talked to him this season about being more aggressive. Now, when Jabari Walker went to the NBA last year, he kind of said to Tristan, okay, you have to now, you're not deferring anybody. You've got to be the guy. And in the last probably five or six games, he has been unbelievably aggressive. He's been uh, forceful on the court, uh, done things in that typical graceful fashion, but also has, has done a few, got a couple of brute moves out there. He's got up and dunked on people. So, yeah, he's really developing, and, and I think he could be a special player. Not only this year, and I hope he comes back for another year because he's really good. Uh, but but at six foot nine, almost six foot ten, the way he handles the ball, the way he shoots it. I mean, he's a three tier player. He can shoot the three. He can shoot the mid range jumper. He can he can post up. He can put it on the ground. I mean, he's got the whole package out there, and he's brilliant. Uh, his his basketball IQ is off the charts as well. So yeah, he's been a lot of fun to watch. And and when he's playing like that, and KJ Simpson obviously is a dominant NBA type player as well. When those two guys, they both went for over twenty last night. When they're playing like that and then the supporting cast is doing what it's supposed to do. And last night they were very short-handed, by the way. But uh, when the rest of that, that supporting cast is doing their job, they, they, they're a very tough team to beat. Voice Scott of Buffalo's Mark Johnson with us on the Team Sports Network. We go from the workmanlike efforts of Tad Boyle and the Colorado Buffalo's basketball team to the flash, the sizzle of Coach Prime and uh, National uh, Early Signing Day yesterday, where the biggest get was a guy that Coach Prime had already got a year ago, and that's Travis Hunter, cornerback wide receiver that made it official went to the portal transferred to colorado so the top player coming out of the high school ranks a year ago top player in the portal this year is coming to the colorado buffaloes well and he is a freak of an athlete i mean he is he is really really special and you know he's from georgia originally and i think there was some concern yesterday i know the georgia bulldogs really put a lot of pressure on him yesterday and and i don't know if there was ever any real question of who's coming to Colorado, but there certainly was perceived question out there uh, throughout social media. But yeah, landing him, I think, is is uh, paramount uh, to what he's trying to do this upcoming season, because there's a guy that goes both ways. He, he may be the best corner in college football, and he might be the best receiver in college football, too. I mean, he's that kind of athlete. So, yeah, getting a guy like that certainly doesn't hurt uh, you know, they, they went after some other guys. There's, there's also a very, very good corner out there right now that, that apparently is uh, strongly considering the Buffaloes. And so if they're able to land him, uh, you could maybe have the top two corners uh, coming out of high school the last two years playing in the corners for the Buffaloes. So we'll have to wait to see if, if that goes down. But, uh, yeah, uh, pretty impressed with the fact that Travis Hunter is on his way to becoming a Buffalo. And, you know, also kind of like Hunter, but even less of a foregone conclusion, unless he's upset that the Coach Prime did not have him rated as his top child because Coach Prime likes to do that with his kids. Uh, Shadur Sanders, quarterback from Jackson State, uh, made it official. He's transferring as well. And, I mean, there was a little little doubt about that when, when, when Deion Sanders says, he introduces your new quarterback, your new QB1, that uh-huh. uh, Shadur was going to be coming to Boulder with uh, Coach Prime. Yeah, that one, uh, it was, that was about a surprise that happened as the sun coming up this morning, right? Right. Well, we all knew it was going to happen. But, but still, you know, if, if you watch that celebration bowl, uh, and that was the first time I really watched, you know, some real highlights to see what he was all about. Now, obviously, the athletic, uh, you know, apple didn't far fall from the tree there in that set of circumstances because he is a special athlete himself, and I loved watching him. And you know, when I watched for a guy like that, and, and didn't know their offensive system, obviously, because first time I've ever really sat down to watch Jackson State. But you know, the way he handled himself, he had pocket feel. He's got good feet. He's got a very nice, soft arm can throw the deep ball. He obviously can run as athletic as he is. So 
those are the things I was watching for to see what he was doing within that system. Did, did he go through his progressions, those kind of things? And I saw all of that. I mean, he looks like he can be, if you put some real talent around him, a very special quarterback. And listen, I don't need to tell you or Boss fans anywhere, we've been looking for somebody to play that position at a high level for a long, long time. And uh, so, yeah, I think he's, he's a very welcome, even though he didn't surprise anybody that he became a Buffalo, very welcome addition. Well, and they made some, some additional uh, noise yesterday with four-star receiver uh, from Thomas County Central High School in Georgia, uh, Adam Hopkins. Uh, so he'll be joining Hunter as far as that wide receiver core. I mean, along with Dylan Edwards, who flipped his commitment from Notre Dame. He was Kansas uh, Player of the Year, the running back, that flipped his commitment from Kansas State to Notre Dame and then flipped it to Colorado. You know, a lot of, you know, Three, four-star guys, Mark, you know, a lot of talent coming into Boulder with this signing class. Yeah, pretty impressive. I mean, and I think that kind of shows you the power of, of what you know, Coach Prime is all about. I mean, that, that star power that he brings when you're able to make those kind of phone calls and you can make those kind of flips. Um, you know, the, the Dylan Edwards one was really, I think, really interesting. Um, you know, he was strongly committed to Notre Dame. Uh, you mentioned Adam Hopkins. He was strongly committed, as I understood, to Auburn. And so for him to go in... And if you're watching social media, apparently there were a lot of phone calls made to a lot of guys around the country and, and trying to make that argument uh, that, you know, hey, I know you're committed there, but you need to take a look over to this side. I mean, it, it's pretty impressive what he's done here so far. And I, I don't know where – I haven't looked to see where this class is ranked at this point in time. They've signed 25 guys, uh, 14, I think, high school, and, and 9 or 10 from the transfer portal and a couple of jukes at this point. I'm not sure where, where they've, they've – laid this class in terms of the rankings out there for whatever that's worth, but it, it's an impressive-looking class, and there's obviously a great deal of talent, and uh, it's not done, because keep in mind, the way college, college football is set up now, you've got this early signing day in December, you've got the traditional signing day in February, so this is going to continue. And a lot of guys we've learned here in recent years, what they do, I think they kind of get a little, little, little addicted to the, the attention, so they don't sign on the first day, they want to kind of wait and see, and then once a lot of guys sign, now, now if they're Let's say they're the ninth-ranked player at their position in the country. All of a sudden, the top eight sign. All of a sudden, now you've really become special. So now you get re-recruited now a second time up until we get to the uh, February signing day. And so uh, this thing doesn't end now. There's about another month and a half uh, left to go in this whole process. Yeah, Post is saying Buff's class is ranked 29th nationally is right. what uh, the number that, that that I'm seeing from them. Yep. And and one of the guys, look, I just I love the name. Don't know how much I'll ever play, and we'll ask you if he's related. Victory Johnson, linebacker that they've uh, brought in. Any relation to Victory? He's got a brother, I think. He was named Victory, and a brother was... Oh, goodness, I can't remember now. I saw it just the other day. But anyway, uh, yeah, uh, no no relation. Okay. And and he's had much more success than I already have. So so, uh, he's just got a great name. I'm just looking forward to calling the games with names like that, right? Yeah, no kidding. Victory Johnson, um, you know, Mr. Williams being on the buffs. You know, those kind of names are always fun to kind of play, play around with when you're when you're doing play-by-play. So, yeah, it has a heck of a handle. I'm pretty sure he's got a brother. It's kind of like Champ and Boss Bailey. Right. All right, uh, Victory's got a brother, and I can't remember what. I want to say Celebration, but I don't think that's it. <laughs> Triumph. I don't <laughs> Triumph, Success. I, I can't remember, but it's something along those lines. And so it's kind of a unique name like that. All right, one final thing today, Mark. Right. Your favorite Christmas gift, sports-related, you've ever received. I mean, go back to childhood. Sports-related Christmas gift. Oh, man, Jim, you're putting me on a spot here right now. I know, I, it's early in the morning. You know, the only only reason I remember your name is because when you guys call me, you say you'll be on with Jim in a couple of minutes. You know, I don't remember much for very long. <laughs> so, um, favorite sports-related.
unrelated Christmas gift. My wife's sitting in the room here. Did you ever give me something from a sports standpoint you can tell me? No, she said, yeah, but you didn't like it. So I'm not sure you Whoa, want okay. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I like, like, for example, I, I mentioned I, when I was a kid, yeah. I got an Otis Armstrong jersey. Uh, it was number 24 back in the day. Handheld Mattel electronic football game and had a basketball game. Yeah. And then I got uh, the old school electric football game with the Broncos and the Seahawks. Nice. So those were some of my favorite ones. You just reminded me of one. So I'm going to give you two because two of them come to mind right now. She did okay. get me, uh, back when we first got married, uh, so way back in the early 1990s, she got me a, a Chicago Black Sox throwback jersey back in the day. And I thought that was kind of cool. That's cool. That was kind of a neat one. So I had a Black Sox jersey. And then, do you remember the little electronic football game that just had, it was handheld, and it just had the little dots in it? Yes, that's the one I was for. Yeah, the Mattel one. Yeah, I, I, still, yeah. I still have one of those. My wife... I had one when I was like in junior high, right. and then you know, over the years you, you lose stuff. Yeah. And my wife, oh, several years ago, bought me one because they, they they brought them back, and so she bought me one. I still have one. And occasionally, I go on on the road to call a game if I'm traveling, and I can just kick back. I occasionally I, I should be reading, but I'll play my electric football game for a little bit. It's it's the when you when you compare it to anything of today. And yes. it's only cool because of the nostalgia. It's the lamest game in the history of the world. <laughs> yes. Some little dots, and you just run one of them through the other dots to try not to get tackled. But and remember, the, the screen on it had a little stadium. Uh, yes. Remember, you'd look at it. And, yeah. Yeah, and so it was a little stadium you were running your guy through. So that was really cool. I remember that when I, as a kid, I was probably, I don't know, 10, 11 years old when I got that and thought it was the coolest thing ever. So there, there's at least two for you that I can think of. I'll yeah, the, I have the Mattel basketball one, too, that you can pick man or zone to go up yep. against. Yeah, it's it, they're, they're so lame, but yeah, they're they're so fun. You had something, Buckeye? You were uh, yes, Victory Johnson's brother, Champion Johnson. Champion. Yeah, there you go. Yes, I knew it was something like that. So Victory and Champion. Boy, there's a little bit of a little bit of uh, pressure when you get put names like you know, kind of like Champ and Boss Bailey. I always thought there's pressure that comes with names like that. You feel like one's really destined for the highest heights, and right. the other one is going to be pretty good. You have Champion. <laughs> And just victory, kind of like Champ and Boss. I mean, Boss yeah. was okay, but, but, but Champ. Champ is Champ's a Hall of Famer. Can't be better yeah. than Champ. No kidding. Name, what if you got a name like Victory or, or even you know Champion? Okay, you champ, and you end up and you're just a total failure in life. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a lot of baggage to carry. Oh man, you know you're living in a van down by the <laughs> river, and you introduce yourself as as Champion Johnson. People go, well, that didn't quite work out. Oh either. really? I hope they have a sister named Parade. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be great. There were a couple of guys when I was coming up uh, playing high school sports in North Dakota. There were a couple of guys named Pride and Loyal, and I always thought that was kind of cool. Those were Pride good and names. Loyal. Wow. Yeah. Pride and Loyal. Uh, Cargin, I think, was your last name, as I recall. But, but uh, I always thought, you know, there's a little bit of expectation that comes with that as well, right? You better be a relatively virtuous human being if you're named Pride and Loyal. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot to live up to. I think so, yeah. Yeah, See, it- Jim and Mark and Buckeye Boy, those are much easier names to you know yeah. kind of listen to. Expectations are extremely low. Very well, at least, at least in the case of my, yeah. myself, anyway. I'll, I'll put it. I'll put myself in that department. Hey, Mark, uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family, my friend. Always appreciate it, and and thanks again. We'll talk to you next week. All right, Merry Christmas, guys, to your listeners as well. See you. All right, take care, Mark Johnson, voice of the Buffaloes, champion, and Victory Johnson. I said with a sister named Parade. That'd well, be perfect. Uh, it's what when. Russ's kids, Wynn, and I can't remember the other one's name. High knees, I think. <laughs> said high knees. No. Let's ride. I Danger witch. Gotta be careful. 
touch that kid. Spicy. The kid's spicy. Excretes right. They sweat. Uh, Spicy sauce. A provolone cheese. Hot. It's hot. Oh. What a nerd. It's it's when and something. I can't remember the the other child's name right now. I'll have to look it up. Okay. 746. I always appreciate Mark Johnson coming on with us. All right. It's uh, time right now for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. All right. We have been talking about Carlos Correa to the Mets. And when it came out earlier this week, DA, who's on before us, likened Steve Cohen. Well, you got to hear from DA. Got to feel like Steve Cohen, who's the wealthiest man in Major League Baseball, was watching the World Cup and said, you know what? I want to feel like a Saudi prince. Buy me everyone. <laughs> this is very much like a English Premier League team saying, I want everybody. A Russian oligarch, a Saudi prince going, get me everyone. Because the Mets had already broken the bank on the offseason free agents. They had just introduced Justin Verlander. And here they are adding another $300 million contract to their books. They'll be well over the luxury tax, well over the Steve Cohen tax. So Cohen's not messing around. He's spending all of the money. Yes, the last threshold has kind of been known in baseball circles as the Steve Cohen tax because he's got enough money to to play at that level, and really only he does. So, yeah. He's, I think he's, there's some truth to what DA's saying. It's A little yeah. bit, because... Man, the, the, I want all the best players give in baseball. Me all the players, and maybe some that aren't even that great that I've spent a lot of money on. He's got a lot of north of thirty dudes on that team. That is going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Because you got Jeff McNeil's north of thirty. Uh, Brandon Nimmo is going to be at thirty. Starling Marte is going to be thirty-four. You, your two of your best pitchers are going to be closing in on 40. Scherzer's going to be 38. Verlander's north of 38, I think. Carlos Carrasco is going to be 36. Adam Ottavino, 37. Edwin Diaz is 29, so he's on the right side of 30. That's like, I don't care how yeah. old they are. I don't care. I want I don't what's care. perceived as still the best players in baseball. Yeah, Bring them to me. Bring me bring me all the stars. And we'll still finish second in our division. <laughs> 749. We'll take a break. We'll come back. And uh, coming up next, uh, we'll talk a little Avs hockey. Once again, our uh, question for you today. I think it's a good I think it's a good question. What would you want for Christmas? And these are your choices. Broncos to have a winning record in twenty twenty three. Avs get back to the conference finals. Nuggets get to the NBA finals, or Rockies are in the playoff hunt in September. Send us your answer today. Love to hear from you. Text or call us 970-242-1340 on the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, Jim and the Buckeye Boy. Just a quick reminder, we'll be off 
tomorrow and Monday. The text or calls today, 970-242-1340. Get your text next hour. Also, Mike Rice, safety to KOA, will join us next hour. The uh, Avalanche get the overtime win last night. Knock off Montreal by the score of 2-1. to one. Arturi Lekkanen. So we didn't do that earlier. Mr. Electricity. Game-tying goal. Got it to overtime. And then it was the Moose. Miko Randon with the game-winning goal. Does the Avalanche get the win last night after the game? Jared Bednar had some thoughts about uh, getting the win over the Habs. Sometimes it's just the way it goes. Like I like the chances we're generating. I thought second period we pa- we passed up on too many shots. You know, like they're really good at getting five guys back in the house. I thought that we drove pucks into that area of the ice multiple times and then still decided to make one more pass instead of shooting and crashing the net and trying to pick up a rebound or you know, potentially scoring on the first shot. So we were encouraging our guys to shoot the puck a little bit more in the third. We came out with real good purpose again in the third period. I mean, sometimes they go in for you, sometimes they don't. But clearly, like, we're missing a little bit of our um, scoring punch. So we're still creating enough chances to win hockey games, but we're just not scoring on as many chances as we get. So in the last four games of the five-game homestand, where they went four and one, by the way, they've outshot opponents. Combined 153 to 93. But they've only scored seven goals during that span. So, Bednar's right. I mean, they're they're finding opportunities, mm-hmm. just not finishing. And that's where you miss guys like Nathan McKinnon. Well, the that's elite, where... Your elite goal scores. Where Mika, it's not that Miko isn't. It isn't. He is. Right. But he's also carrying the load right now in a big way. Well, and apparently so is your netminders, right? If you're out yeah. shooting that much, you're not getting a lot of goals to go in, but you're still winning four out of five. That You're you're doing something right. Georgiev's been really Georgiev's good. has been great. Yeah. So the Avalanche will be at Nashville coming up uh, on Friday night and uh, 5.30 for that one. Uh, so the Avalanche, after going 4-1 and one at home, will be on the road. And we'll have it here on the team coming up on Friday night. Uh, let's see our choices for you today on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line. Uh, what would you want for Christmas? Broncos to have a winning record in 2023. Avs get back to the conference finals. Nuggets get to the NBA finals. Or Rockies in the playoff hunt in September. We've got one from Bry Guy this morning. Good morning, Bry Guy. Merry Christmas. Have to go with the Avs because every time they get to the finals, they win the finals. Merry Christmas. You too. Thank you, Bry Guy. Appreciate that. Robert has one. Wants the Nuggets. Can I ask for an NBA championship? Would say the Rockies, but they don't. They don't shave or get decent haircuts, so there's no hope. Oh, Robert, Merry Christmas to you, Robert. All right, seven fifty-six. Look, that's going to solve all of their problems. All right, next hour, Mike Rice, eight fifty KOA Broncos Radio Network. Uh, we'll talk Broncos and Rams with Mike coming up uh, next hour. We'll also have our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week and a special Thursday visit in the 9 o'clock hour with Brian Roth, who's going to be, uh, we talked to him at the airport. He is in transit after uh, the famous Potato Bowl. He's got another bowl game he's going to call. Got a little side hustle going with uh, the bowl season radio folks. So uh, uh, we'll talk with Brian Roth, get his thoughts about the CSU uh, recruiting day yesterday. That's coming up later on this morning on the Team Sports Network.